between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. for help concerning your word, concerning that which you are speaking in this season, concerning each and every one of us. But I will pray that you help us with the right meekness in heart, even to receive of your spirit this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the supply of your spirit, which is evident within us, inside us, even filling us up again with your wine. Thank you, Father. Mahata Vene Moshita Kali Vasima. Zeta Vene Mahata Father, we thank you. Dem Zoto Vene Moshita Kali Vasima. Dem Zoto Vene Moshita Vasima. 
Thank you, Father. We acknowledge the presence of even clouds of witness. 
Father, we acknowledge your provision for not just for today, even but for days and ages to come. Thank you, Father, for the supply. Thank you, Father, for enabling us to come into another season of, of your grace. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. Thank you for your mercy. Be thou exalted, our Father. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed and worshipped. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Welcome everyone here this morning. I guess, we, I guess we still have some time to say hello to our neighbors and say hello to one another. Hi, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. Amen. I welcome everyone this morning. Uh, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord again. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.
to, 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 to be encouraged, to be encouraged to stand, for we are here, many with you. Many stand. Yes, Lord. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hmm. Thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the supply. Thank you for encouraging us again. Thank you for the words which you are saying to us. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We worship you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us are happy to be here this morning? No. Happy to be in the presence of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, just a quick disclaimer. Um, and the disclaimer is. <laughs> I can't. I can't promise anybody that what I'm going to say to you is going to make sense. <laughs> Honest, honestly, amen. And we take it like that, amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm just sensing a, a supply of of help this morning, and there's a lot going on. And uh, for me, I also personally feel it's almost like a final hope to in my heart, like a move into another season. Yeah. And there's a, there's, I don't know what to call it, but almost like there's a, there's so much, so much grace made available in this season uh, for us, or for us to begin to walk in. And there's a supply of the Spirit of God. And one of the things that you know just came in the tongue is to encourage us. You know, I'll I, I say partly to encourage us, but also to also make us see how important our work is spiritually. And and I, I don't know, and I perceive perhaps it's because maybe there could be some discouragement somehow concerning what we are doing. And it seems, for me, me, I know there's been some discouragement for me. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you, you guys have any of that, but at least for me, I know that you know there's been some discouragement for me, and yes, yes. I, I'm just just wrestling, just fighting, and wrestling thoughts, wrestling you know battling thoughts, and just you know staying on, staying on. Okay, you know. Most of the time, every time we come here and then we leave it, I would think, okay, Lord, did we, did we, did we do well? <laughs> no, and not just that. And I know that Satan has been, has been fighting, and 
you're just I don't know just to discourage hearts and, mm. and 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 then it's, it's, it's even in this season that there's a when when things like that are happening it's also almost the same time that God is trying to move mm. men forward mm. and it's almost like you know it's like maybe Satan is you know picking it it's like <laughs> some people are about to move. And wow. he will do every oh, yeah. single thing yeah. to ensure that. See what God is doing in this season. Yeah. Make sure that you don't partake of it. Wow. And we'll still be under the same hearing, hearing the word. Yeah. But yeah. there will just be some works going on in the heart that Satan will be doing just to to limit yeah. movement forward. And and that's and that's the time we ought to be sensitive in the spirit. So I thank God for. For the encouragement this morning, uh, ensuring us that we are not alone. Yes. Yeah. So though we may be few, okay. okay, let me ask: How many of us have been discouraged by our numbers? <laughs> um, I mean, that I'm, not that I'm discouraged about that specifically, yeah. in the sense that, but is a, there's a high possibility yeah. of looking at that. Yeah. Yes, but what the Lord is doing yeah. is much, much more yeah. deeper yeah. than that. So it's not necessarily. And you, you don't measure growth by yeah. by numbers, yeah. right? So, yeah. growth, the the way we measure growth is really really how deep rooted yes. we are, yeah. right? Yes, so that's yeah. actually that's actually how to measure growth. So, yeah. most of the growth that we grow, it doesn't necessarily appear. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right until late until things are really really it, it is later because. Things we come into that we realize we've grown into, mm-hmm. it is not the time we realize it that the growth happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because God has been doing some invincible work, deep down, rooted, rooting things in us, making sure that we are deeply rooted. And then it is from that you know, rooting that we need to find grace for, for expression. Especially the way what I'm saying is the way a tree grows, right? Is that a tree will first of all found root? So no matter how tall a tree is, the the root is actually twice as tall. That's the the it's probably twice as tall. So if if a, if a tree grow, grows five feet, the root technically should be ten feet. So the root is much more important than what we see outside, right? Because that's where Things, and that's where the supply of nutrient is actually coming from. So when we see a tree flourishing and you know bouncing, this is the root that is very very important, right? So God is, I believe God is taking His time to to deeply root us, Amen, and encourage us spiritually. So I believe you know it's not by numbers. So uh, God is helping us in that area. I guess most of us are. Already encouraging that area, and but I know there's a, a, there must be a reason why the spirit is hinting on it also, right? Because it could be a discouragement. It could actually discourage. So, I mean, maybe not evidently, you know, facing us in the paper. Maybe once in a while, we just yeah, just point at ah, what about ah, no, leave that one, right? So everyone is quite particular because one of the things we don't realize is that so those little little things. You know, as little as they are, they are, later they can become a big problem, yeah. right? Because if 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 we have not been able to wrestle those those things, yeah. or we don't have strength against them, it's possible. I, mean, I don't think I don't think I don't think Satan leaves that area. 
That's one thing I'm saying. I don't I don't think Satan lived that year. I don't know why. It's almost like you will just keep putting it that uh, just poking and keep poking it, keep poking yeah. it. And keep, oh yeah, no. All he wants to do is to, to create a response. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And once you do that, you're more you're out of the way. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Just if any response should fountain or flow out of that area. Yeah. And that's and one of the things Satan does is when he's when he's doing something. We don't really necessarily know what his intent is. Mm. That's the fun. It is years later. Yeah. Then we now begin to see, True. oh, so this is what Satan. What? So by the time maybe Satan came to give sickness to somebody, yeah. let's just say, that, oh, no, oh, it's just sickness we are fighting. Satan. No. Yeah. But what he's fighting is much more than that. Yeah. So even in that place where we prayed, we fight against, you know, we are now made whole. We think, we think I. We don't know that Satan must have planted something in yes. that season. Right, while we are all distracted by the sickness and praying, mm. he has planted something in the heart. Even maybe the person that is you know, sick, something can be planted that will not begin, yeah. that will begin to flow, mm. and that will not begin to see that it's beginning to affect our journey. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, God is encouraging us in that area to be sure that you know, we should be encouraged spiritually. Right? There, are, even though we are free, there, are, there are, we are men yeah. in the spirit. Amen. Amen. And also that our our like I think I mentioned also that our 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 fight is is worth fighting for, yes, sir. right? Our uh, journey in the spirit, because they are encouraging us to fight. They are t- telling us to fight to stand, mm-hmm. right? They are asking us to to fight to stand. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we are going to wrestle a lot mm-hmm. for to we are going to earnestly contend for our faith that is delivered to us for the faith that is delivered to us. Amen. Amen. And, and I believe that's in the spirit of Christ. Because um, the season of Christ is really, really, is like, it's, just, it's actually seasons of just battles. Spiritual battles. I mean, I don't think there's any time in where we are journeying in Christ that we are just you know, free and nothing is happening. No, no, there are times maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe that is a real thing. But sometimes during war, especially for the well, I, well, I was watching all these Chinese uh, ancient movies. That time that what is what is going on? Maybe sometimes the generals and the king sometimes will have some time to go. There's a camp that they go back to relax. And they, what's going on? They, they, just, they will be there, just talking. They are trying to strategize. But some people are already they are fighting and dying yet, <laughs> right? So I mean I don't think that we have that kind of luxury where you know, we just sit down at some time start and then start strategizing. Okay, okay, we are we are relaxing right now. No, it just it's a constant battle, the constant war, and everyone wants to encourage us to ensure that we we fight the good fight of faith so that we can lay hold on eternal life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I don't know. Where which direction I'm going to go, but uh, I'll just I'll just flow with um, from I'll just flow from the tongue and interpretation and see where we go from there. Amen. And can we open to the book of Ephesians chapter chapter one? Amen. And we read from 
So I read from verse 10 to verse, I think I'll actually read to verse 16 and 17. I'll go to verse 17. Amen. It says that, verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, this gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'll just talk from that verse 10, and I'll just go from there, verse by verse, and hopefully in, in due time, we'll be able to finish and then go home, I guess. Amen. Amen. And uh, one of the things that even began to speak this morning, really, was about ages, right? And, that, and they're, they're, they're referencing the, the ages in the spirit, right? And they are talking about uh, ancient spirit, really, right? And the ancient spirit that they began to talk about, of course, our Father God is the ancient of days, is the ancient one, amen, but he has ancient spirit, amen. Now, the ancient spirit is, the, is really the Holy Spirit, amen, because it is the spirit of the ancient one, amen. So, he is the spirit of the ancient, and really, it is ancient because yeah, it has been with God from the beginning. Amen. He has been with God from when? From the beginning. So the ancient spirit has been with God. Because God has, God is a spirit, right? So the, the Holy Spirit that is given to us is not something God crafted after Jesus died and then released it unto us. Right? The Father, the Son, and the Word has been from the beginning. Right? And you notice John would begin to refer to the beginning, right? Most of the time in the scripture, 
almost as if every scripture opens with in the beginning, in the beginning, right? First John, that which we have heard from the beginning. John, the book of John, chapter one. In the beginning was the word, and then you hear him also state stating things in the in the book of First John, that which you have heard from. The, I write no new laws to you except that which you've heard from the beginning. It's always talking about because it's referring to the ancient one, to the ancient spirit, which is which has been from the beginning. It's almost as if John had an insight into God's God's divine state, right? In the ancient, in the ancient time, yeah, almost like an insight into the beginning that he had, and I think to some degree he was able to get there because of what God opened him up to. Now you really don't begin to actually get an insight of what the beginning looks like if you've not really moved into the everlasting life, or if you've not moved into divine nature, right? You won't really, really have an have a sense of what the beginning. When you say in the beginning, we have no clue what that looks like or what that means, but. There is the beginning. It it will take an everlasting wisdom to actually get to have a sense of what that beginning looks like. Amen. Amen. So what we are talking about in the beginning, there's a there's 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 how God has been that nobody knows. There's how God there's a, there's a, there's there's this person that nobody has, has any clue to. Amen. Amen. Now what we know, right, is what God has revealed to us in the measure. And that does, and there is much, 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 much more that is not yet revealed. Amen. Amen. And it's almost as if throughout our journey, God is building the capacity inside us to be able to comprehend Him. Amen. Why? Because the fallen state can't comprehend who the person of God is. He has no, he can't even, he can't even dare it. Amen. Why? Number one is because it does not, it's not spiritually minded. Amen. Amen. Now, if it's not spiritually minded, of course it's not everlasting. Neither can it be eternal. Right? So if it's not spiritually minded, God needs to ensure that the raise a soul that it becomes it will be spiritually minded. It will become spiritual. And after becoming spiritual, then it can become divine. Amen. So it's almost as if God no, I don't know, maybe there's almost as if there's a pain in God's heart. That nobody knows me, but I want many people to know me. Right? Almost as if nobody. Who, who, who is like, who can comprehend me? Who? Nobody. The only person that can comprehend him is Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. Those within them, within the Godhead, is what the revelation of the person of God is. So without, without men breaking through into that space, it is impossible to truly know the only true God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is really highly impossible to actually know the only true God. So what God will now begin to do is He will begin to now open up men. So the first, the first person God actually raised to break into that sphere is Christ. So they have to send someone within themselves to come. And then begin to make way for men. Because that knowing him has always been his heart desire. That's what was the is that knowing aspect that was the, the foundation of Adam and God's relationship in the garden. It is it's, it's mainly about knowledge. It's about knowledge. 
It's about the knowledge of God. Amen. And of course, Adam has the capacity to actually comprehend the person of God. Or at least to have insight into the beginning. Because that's what God came down to begin to teach him. Amen. Why? Because Adam is an image. Right? Because God made him in his own image. Right? Now, if it is in his own image, therefore, he's everlasting. Right? Because it's only an everlasting nature that comes into image. Or, let me use this word, that has come into the praise of his glory. Amen. Amen. That we are reading in Ephesians here. Right? It says in uh, verse 10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, we might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. In one also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Amen. So he's saying here that the intent of God is that we should be to the praise of his glory. Now, the praise that of his glory that he's saying here, praise really means entrance. That's what praise means. So when he's saying that we should be to the entrance of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, what he's technically saying there is that for you to move into glory, you must first trust in Christ. But you can't trust in Christ if you've not first believed and be saved and received the Holy Spirit of promise. But then later now said, in whom ye also trusted. Because the trusting there is not just in Christ. There's a trusting in Christ, but there's another trusting that, that gave us the Holy Ghost, right? Said that we should, okay, said, in whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, saying that after ye believed means that after ye trusted him. Right? You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So the first trust, or that trust is committing ourselves to God. So the first committing that we did Right is to is to gain, get us the Holy Ghost, Amen. Amen. Now the Holy Spirit, right? When we receive it, that's the, that's when we're not beginning, or that's the that is the beginning of the first age in the Spirit, Amen. Amen. Now the age here is the is the baby stage, Amen. Amen. Because when you when you when you come into age, it's talking about what's that word? He's talking about land is landmark in the spirit, growth stages in the spirit. Now, as we grow in God, what we acquire are ages. Amen. We keep acquiring ages or we keep growing up spiritually until we get to the age of Christ. Amen. Age of the fullness of Christ. Then we move into the next age, which is the age of God. So that means we begin to grow in God. So we begin to grow in those ages. Amen. Um, what gives us insight into that is actually Ephesians chapter 2. Let me see if I can draw a, a, a reference to that. Uh, in verse... Let me read from verse... 3, actually. 
and go to verse uh, 7. From verse 3, it says, Among whom also we all had our conversation. Now, here he's talking about, you know, a season or a time in past where, because he's talking, he's writing to believers. Now, you're not talking about a time in past where they were, uh, they walk after disobedience or where they were, they were not really, they were like pretty much simple state, let me put it simply, is that they were not born again, pretty much. They were unbelievers. And as a result, they were under darkness. So the life that was in them was darkness. They had no light. Therefore, their conversation was in darkness, right? Now it says, among also, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, or I can change the time here, or in ages past, in the lust of our flesh, because that itself also is an age in the spirit. Because men also grow in darkness. Right. The same way we acquire age in God, we can also acquire age in darkness. And it is someone that can really, really acquire a lot of age that will eventually allow itself to become an antichrist. Or eventually the beast. Amen. And make himself available for Satan to dwell in. Right? And that says, among whom also we all had our conversations in eight times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Say, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Now, talking about, no, God rich in mercy. Now, what is he doing to us? Even when we were dead in sins, at Quickened us together with Christ. I said, by grace ye are saved. And this particular passage at some point actually confused a lot a whole lot of people. And one person in particular that pretty much started a movement based on this scripture saying that everybody's born in the evil unbelievers. Right? Not not giving credence to the point where every believer needs to actually actually submit and surrender to God. Right? So it's almost almost as if it's removing that aspect and saying that whether you are whether you declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior or not, you are born you are, you are saved. Because this this scripture is saying that he has when we are dead in sin had quickened us together with Christ. This statement here is talking about a truth in the spirit. That must become a reality in the soul. Or in the soul and spirit of a believer. Now, he's talking about a provision which God has given. Right? Not, not talking about their present state. Right? What he's saying here simply means that any unbeliever has... There's a work already done for every unbeliever to be able to accept or receive Christ or receive life. Right? Receive life. Because there is a work that was done when Christ was raised from the dead. Because we have been quickened together with Christ. It is a truth which doesn't just apply to a soul. A soul must come to the, first of all, come to the knowledge of that truth and believe. Right? It must believe and be saved. If not, this reality is not true. Now it says, by grace ye are saved. 
says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you have made us sit together in heavenly places. Now, now we now begin to see where we're beginning to move into new creation reality. Mm, right? Yeah. It says he admitted to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And thank God that the scripture now added to it in Christ. Right? So it has made us sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ. So which means that if we are not in Christ, really, we are not seated together with him. So we have to be in Christ. But in our spirit, when we get born again, right, our spirit is already seated with Christ in heavenly places. But that's not the reality in the soul. The soul has to come into a point where it actually moves into Christ, right? Because you now see uh, in scripture where uh, they began to separate the difference between you being in Christ and Christ being in you. They are not the same. Because they are not, they are not, they are not the same thing, right? Because mm. you now see what uh, Paul began to say, and I in you, and then you in me. That's what Jesus is saying. I in you, then you in me. I in you is the hope of glory, mm. right? Yeah. I in you is a hope, is the hope of glory. Christ in me, right? Is a hope of glory. When and something that you call hope means is not yet received. Right? So it's not yet received. So there, the I in you is talking about a point where Christ would have moved into the soul. Then you in me is talking about our spirit being in Christ. Amen. So I in you, then you in me. Now, you in me, right? It's not talking about, okay, you in me, it's talking about our spirit, like I said. I in you is different. Mm-hmm. Now, the scripture now says, if any man be in Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, that statement is not confusing because I'm like, oh, what do you mean? Now, if any man be, because it is actually possible not to be in Christ. Right. Yeah. So, what I'm saying, you, Jesus said that you in me, talking about our spirit, mm-hmm. is also talking about, it's also talking about eventually. Our soul also needs to be in him. Right? Yeah. It's inside him. So it in, yeah. says, if Christ be in you, yeah. if Christ be in you, yeah. amen. Well, I guess maybe we should even read that so that we can make reference to that. Right? And I think that was in the book of Romans. So that I would not. Uh, about it partially. Amen. Amen. Here. Uh, let me read it. It's ten, yeah. It says that if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Amen. So you're not saying that if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. 
Now, this is talking about the movement of righteousness, right? Now, because you can't talk about the rest without talking about that. That righteousness is actually an essential part of that scripture, right? So, the, the, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, it means that Christ being in you, right, mm-hmm. is going to do something. Yes. It, has, it actually has to be with bringing into life inside the soul. Mm-hmm. Bringing life inside the soul, yes. right? And how they bring life inside the soul is by the giving of righteousness. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, they're not talking about when life is given to the soul, mm-hmm. right, and you come into righteousness, a lot of people will begin to die mm-hmm. in the body. Right now, or let's say flesh would, would, would pretty much die. So, the, the, the essence of receiving life or coming to righteousness is so such that flesh or the fleshy nature begin to die, mm. begin to die, amen. amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. And he said, The body is dead because of sin, amen. amen. The body is dead because of sin. So they're saying the, the, the body. Now the body here may not necessarily just be your natural body. It can be it actually may be referred to the body of the soul. Right? Now they're talking about an exchange here. Of, they need to remove sin. Right? They need to remove sin. And how they remove sin is by giving life to the soul. So really, they're also talking about if Christ being in you, your spirit is life because of righteousness. Therefore, you can deal with death in the soul, which is as a result of sin. Mm. Amen. Mm. Now, they're talking about, so you can see that this Christ being in the soul has to do with the, with the, the, the impute of life inside the soul. Amen. So it's not just so it's not just that you be in Christ and then Christ will be in you. Christ Christ being in you means that Christ has moved into you. Amen. Because of time, let me move further. Uh, now says in that Ephesians here, it says. In verse 6, or in verse 5, even when we were dead in sin, Ephesians 2, chapter 5, says, even when we were dead in sins, at quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It has to be in Christ. If it is not in Christ, we can't sit in heavenly places. And a soul is not automatically in Christ. A soul needs to move into Christ by joining. Amen. Amen. So, and that says that in the ages to come, he might show or show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. And I said, For by grace are ye saved 
through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Amen. Amen. So, in essence, that in the ages to come, now, in these ages to come, you can think about it in two ways. First, it's actually in, because you notice here, it was talking about people that are not born again. Right? Then the moment you get born again, then you begin to receive ages. Right? And because of where Paul is standing, he can see ahead of them there are ages to come. Right? And it's through those ages or through those growth strides in the spirit. Growth is pretty much growth, right? Through those growths to come. Right? He can show the exceeding riches of his grace. Because as we begin to grow in age or begin to grow in God, begin to come into allocations of graces. Those ages are actually, they are, how do I put it? It's like, it's, it's a hold or pocket of graces. It's almost like graces that is made available in different levels, different stages. So each age is actually a supply of grace. When we come into a particular age in God, we come into actually, we actually come into a, a supply, riches or supply of graces. And then we continue with those graces onto another age, which is actually another allocation of graces. Because we go from grace to grace. Amen. Because it is and for all its fullness, we are received and for grace, for grace. Amen. Because it is grace unto grace, unto grace, unto grace. Right? Faith to faith is also grace. Amen. Now, because it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Right? Grace are ye saved through faith. Which means inside faith is also embedded graces. Amen. Amen. And not of yourself, it is the gift of God. And that is actually what we refer to as the gift of God. When you talk about gifts of God, it's actually talking about growths in Christ. Amen. So when you talk about gifts, you now notice that the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life. Right? So that gift of God is eternal life, but there's also the gift of Christ. Amen. So the gift of God actually supplies Christ, which is also a gift. Right? And Christ is good and perfect gift. Right? Every good and perfect gift. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. I'm just referencing that. I mean, and that is in James, I believe. Um, James 1. So, yeah, I believe James 1. So every good and perfect gift. Yes, James 1. Every good and perfect gift comes from uh, above. Amen. Amen. So, just talking about different gifts is different grace ages that is given to us. Now, those ages, they have they have um, they have inside them supply of spirit or ancient there is an involvement of ancient spirit that ensures that men move into ages right because for ages to come ages to come right so ages to come first right to a non-believer there's an age to come when we get born again we will receive a lot of ages or we, there's a lot of growth we need to come into just simple growth. Then, that also trans, translates, I know there's a particular you know, knowledge about ages to come that we, that we refer to, which is the world to come. Mm-hmm. 
right? So when we see ages to come, we usually think about the world to come. And there's also, there's actually a correlation between that. Amen? Because the ages to come is actually talking about an estate in the world to come. Right? Because these ages to come is actually a, is a demarcation between earthly and heavenly beings of the world to come. So really, in essence, actually the it's actually a supply of age. The actually ages to come, right? Because it's of, it's from the world to come, and the world to come is a new world. Is a, and inside there, how they demarcate men is by ages. Amen. How they separate who will be in the new earth and the new heaven is actually by ages. And the ages to come is something to be received. Because you know what I'm In ages to come. Because those ages must come. Mm. It's almost as if God giving himself to men. They are God's, they are God's own ages. Does that make sense? Because God is an ancient one. It's, God is full of age. God has aged. Amen. He's an ancient man. I don't know. I don't know if the English I'm saying describe what I'm trying to say. But God Himself has inside Him ages which He can give. If a soul can receive them, right, it will come into a state, right, where He can then begin to relate with the ancient one. Does that make sense? So God will give ages, He will supply them. And those are things to actually come to a soul. Right? They are ages mm. to come to a soul. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So God will give it. And those those mm. ages is given as substances. Yeah. That's how they give it. Wow. Then when we come into those substances, then we begin to acquire ages in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So in simple term, if I will say it simply, is that ages mm. is things that we or they are landmarks we come to in the spirit. Inside the landmark, they are, they are actually allocations of God for each of those landmarks. And those are the supply of what will, what will sum up to ages inside those soul. Amen. We can totally look at it as the way um, a baby grows. A baby grows from age to age, really. And even the way we, the way we count our age, right? That's actually after a spiritual sense. Right? So the same way we grow naturally and we say, ah, I'm 10 years old, I'm 20 years old. There's actually those ages in the spirit. Now, the, to simplify it, there's a way Reverend taught it in School of the Spirit in 2020. And he began to use Christ to define ages. Right? Then he began to use Christ to define ages. Then he talked about the baby. Right? Jesus, then the child Jesus, those are ages in the spirit, so the baby Jesus is an age, the child Jesus is an age, right so the baby grew to become a child those are not the same state in the spirit amen and then from the baby, then you have the child Jesus, right and then from there, you know when he was 13, 12 <laughs> not the 12. I don't know why I was saying 13. When he was 12, mm. then he has grown. Mm. 
yeah. to another age. Yeah. We began to argue. Yeah. Not argue, was discussing <laughs> with the priests in yeah. the temple. Yeah. And they themselves knew that this baby, this guy, this 12 year old boy, is not, it's not a small boy. Small boy yeah. to, to them, that 12 year old is the same in the estate as a wrong, young rich ruler. That young rich ruler, there's a way, I don't know how to, there's a way the Jews categorize growth. Mm-hmm. Or that you come to, then say he has come of age. Mm-hmm. He must have acquired a certain amount of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that knowledge that he has acquired shows that this, this is a man. He's no longer, this is no longer a baby, this is a man. That's how they categorize who is a man yeah. and who is not. Amen. And then they celebrate something. Is it, is it, I don't know if it, I don't know if this is true, but I have a sense that it's related to what they call Bamispa. So uh, almost like a time the it's like a transit like yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the transition, yeah, wow. right? So and and it's so funny that somebody can be thirty and not actually do that Bamispa wow. because they all do not did not transition to be a man because yeah. they, because there's, there are some things they actually have to learn to show that okay okay you are now a man. Right? They don't just declare you. I mean, if you go away from the Jews and just be like a regular person, nobody will then categorize whether you're a man or not. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah. then to them, there is there are certain things you must do and know yeah. and show that you know yeah. for them to agree that now you are a man. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then Jesus became Christ. Yeah. Right? So there's a time Jesus grew up to be Christ. Right? He's no longer the child Jesus. Right? Now became Christ. And then from there, now became the everlasting, the everlasting Father, right? Those are ages in the Spirit. I guess maybe this makes a lot more sense now, right? So each of those things are ages in the Spirit. And imagine Christ is an age, right? Everlasting Father is an age. Then what will now become eternal is also an age in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So there are ages to come because a newborn babe is not yet Christ. So it has not received that age. Right? And a baby, Jesus, right, has not received, is not yet a child, Jesus. Then become Jesus. Does that make sense? Right? So a child, Jesus, a baby, a child and then Jesus, right? Because it's, it's full, it's Jesus full. It's no longer a baby Jesus, it's no longer a child Jesus. Those are different ages in the spirit, right? So a newborn believer is, is not yet Jesus, it's not yet fully Jesus. A newborn believer will need to learn as a baby, then grow to be a child, and then come to fullness of Jesus. Which will then transcend, transcend into the age of Christ, mm. and inside Christ there are ages. Mm. Amen. Amen. There's an age of inside Christ. There's an age of um. There's an age of Israelites. Mm. That makes sense. I'm trying to use the the arrangement around the camp, but that's the best way to explain it because he's talking about the kingdom. So there is inside when we're not when you are beginning to move into Christ, right? Is when you actually enter the kingdom. So before then, you have to be, you have to become an Israelite. 
which is outside the camp of the tabernacle. And then he's an Israelite, right? That can see the kingdom. And usually in the spirit, you see who can see the kingdom. Then what he sees, then he can pant to enter into the kingdom. Now, when you move into the kingdom, you become a Levite. That's another age. Right? Then when you become a Levite, then you can also move into the holy place to become a priest. That's another age. Amen. Then when you become a priest, you can then you have you have ambition to become a high priest, which is another age in the spirit. So those demarcations are ages. And to a newborn believer, they are ages to come. Because it has not yet arrived. Or the or let's say the believer has not yet arrived in those ages. And there are allocations of things that God put in place to ensure that men acquire age in the spirit. I mean, the first supply, or let me even say the first supply, they are also, they actually what actually move men from ages to ages is actually the supply of the spirit. Amen. Amen. It, is the, it is the supply of the spirit that, be, that allows men to grow into ages. When there is no supply of the spirit, it is impossible for anybody to grow. There, there has to be the supply. Has to be the supply. Has to be the supply of the spirit. That is why when we get born again, the first thing God make available is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So when God gives us Holy Spirit, the, the what Holy, Holy Spirit has a goal. His goal is to ensure that we grow to the point where we come under another supply of the spirit called the spirit of the Lord. So when Holy Ghost is dealing and interacting with a believer, it's not just, it's not, you, know, you, know the way we, you know, it's very easy to see it as, oh, I just know Holy Spirit. You don't see any ambition inside the Holy Spirit. Right? Because it's very easy. We can just stay there. And it's possible we can stay there for ages, for years. That all the age that would have acquired there is just Jesus. Right? Won't have, won't have acquired Christ. So there are inside inside just the first supply of the spirit, there are ages inside there. There's the baby, there's the child, and there's the fullness of Jesus. Does that make sense? And all those things, as we are coming to that, they are putting things, installing things inside us, right? And they are trying to get us to, to turn a little bit spirit, more spiritual. Right? And that's why they begin to supply the spirit of faith. They begin to supply faith inside the soul. They begin to supply faith. Supply faith. So the only, what the Holy Spirit really wants to supply into a soul is faith. So that a soul can be full of faith. Amen. Amen. Then when that soul is full of faith, eh, it can then begin to receive the spirit of Christ. Amen. Which is also, the spirit of Christ is also the spirit of faith in another measure. Amen. Amen. So, the first faith allocation, right, is to get us to a point where we are receive a good report. Meaning, it is after the kind that can receive the faith of the Son. Amen. And then when the faith of the Son begins to work, right, then we begin to come under the supply 
of the Spirit of Christ. Amen. Because the, what the Spirit of Christ does is ensure that Christ is built inside the soul. The reason for that supply is that when a soul is full of the Spirit of Christ, the result you see is a Christ. And you notice that God doesn't, God doesn't just give the Spirit in full at the beginning. Yeah. And there's a reason why God does that. It's to ensure that men are moving forward. Mm. In short, God can't even give us all the allocation of the Spirit mm. at once. The only person, well, yeah. one person that I know, because I know John and Christ, they have a similar, a similar supply of the Spirit. Because Jesus was coming under constant supply of the Spirit because he was strong in the Spirit. So Jesus was growing. It was the Spirit was a key. Mm-hmm. Holy Ghost was a key to his growth. Yeah. If the Spirit was not involved, forget movement, forget growth. Mm-hmm. So John, who was to prepare the way for him, mm-hmm. received Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Mm-hmm. That that filled is almost almost enough mm-hmm. to get someone to mm-hmm. enter into yes, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right. Papa. Yeah. That's almost what his supply was because the scripture says that the least in the kingdom is greater than John. Who tells us that John is 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 like the demarcation of almost being in the kingdom, right? And then the scripture does say the least in the kingdom is greater than John. It means that. If you have been able to move into the kingdom, because since the time of John the Baptist, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. the kingdom suffered violence, and the violence taken by force. Mm-hmm. Now that violence taken by force, mm-hmm. what we know when we are growing up <laughs> is different. Yeah. But the violence taken by force is that you have to be forceful to get anything in the yeah. spirit, mm-hmm. and it's because we don't understand what the kingdom is talking about. Because the kingdom is talking about growth. Yeah. It's not talking about you know, the kingdom. The way we see that the kingdom of God. Right, everybody that is born again is inside the kingdom of God, right. but it's not true. Yeah. I can see that in Israel, kingdom is different from being an Israelite. The only place you can talk about kingdom is the tabernacle, which separates, because that is really, really where the things of God takes place. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about the kingdom of God without God being a part of the service in there, right? Because it's the kingdom yes. of God. But the moment you move outside the, the tabernacle or the whole the, the temple there, forget anything about service. All you see are Israelites going about their day. Going to farm, raising food, you know, which is the same like everybody that goes to work, find food, eat, get you know, job, work, giving birth, everything. Like all, that, that, that's pretty much what the, a typical Israel looks like. And in reality, an Israel is in in what they do is not different from an unbeliever. The only difference is that they have been called a people of God. They are called a people of God. And what that really means is that they are people called to inherit God. Not that they have actually, that they are a people of God. Does not necessarily mean that God is now their God and they are His people. 
that is has to do with a covenant. If a covenant is not yeah. attained, mm. God can be their God and then being his people. Even though they have been called his people. Mm. Right? His people simply means they are the people destined for God. But then they need to get to a point where God is now their God. Right? Because we can see throughout their journey in the wilderness. All, you can, all, all we kept seeing is that God is not yet their God. Inside the wilderness, they kept, they kept going to another God. They kept like, ah, at the moment the Moses delay or did not show any, ah, Aaron, please, can you please quickly make us a God? And you see that attitude inside them constantly in the wilderness. And it, you know, it didn't end in the wilderness. It, after they've even entered the promised land, it, it followed them there. Because after a while, they are no longer satisfied with priests leading them. They say, give us, give us a king. Give us a king. And I think it was Samuel now, yeah. It was someone that was then at that time. And someone was crying. God said, no, 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 don't cry. It is not you that they have rejected. It is me that they have rejected. So don't don't worry, because you know, imagine is a is a priest that actually pretty much leads the people because of because all God has put all judgment upon a priest then, which is enough for to lead the people. That's why they give him the breastplate of righteousness. Well, I call it the breastplate of righteousness, but you have the breastplate, right? You have the Urim and Tumim, right? All these things which they use for judgment. You know, if, when they were, if they want to find out, ah, is this the will of God? They just, I, I believe all these Babalawus in the Yoruba land, they pick, they pick all these uh, throwing of things from the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Because it's almost similar, right? In the sense that they have to come, then they, they, they bring Urim and Tumim, and then they, and then the thing have to shine. And they're like, ah, okay, this is, yeah, okay, all right, we know what to do now, let's go. Judgment, don't. Right. So we now see Babala was too, or they would that without their fighting and then they'll be throwing stones. And it's Satan that gave them that to mimic God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost as if everything God is doing. Satan saw want to do something yeah. like this. Yeah. Okay, let's create something like that. And it's it's and funny enough, what he's trying to do is actually to mock God. Yeah. Mm. If not, you if not, people won't have the kind of conversion they're having today where they say that, oh, our fathers, they used to seek God in a way. You see all this, if and everything past how they used to seek God, what makes you think it is not after God? And that's why they are validating those things these days. Amen. And it's, it's not even... <laughs> okay, what's the question? So I have a question because I, I, I just, from what we're yes. before, before we move away from that aspect, Okay, what's the question? You mentioned that the Holy Spirit that I receive, I want to give our life to Christ. Yes. The purpose is to bring us to the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. To bring us under the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. And he also mentioned the Spirit of Christ. Yes. So is the Spirit of the Lord the same as the Spirit of Christ? Or is mm. it that the Spirit, Holy Spirit, the initial Holy Spirit and the Spirit of the Lord walk in under that that first space where it's like baby Christ, um, to the fullness of Jesus? Mm. Mm. And then the Spirit of Christ now starts when we start getting to the kingdom. Or like is my question clear? Just this last this last area. Can you repeat it again? So 
Yes. The Lord, yes. Under the Spirit of the Lord. And then you also mentioned that there's also the Spirit of Christ that works yes. on us in Christ in the kingdom. Yes. Which is Christ. Right? Yes. So, my question is the Spirit of the Lord, is it also the same as the Spirit of Christ mm -hmm. that works on us inside the kingdom? Yeah. Or is it that the Spirit of the Lord is different, whereby the Spirit of the Lord and the Holy Spirit work on us to bring us to the Spirit of Christ? Mm -hmm. To work I think I have that, a, yeah. yeah. I have the. I, I get your question now. Yeah, that, that, that demarcation, because I understand the demarcation of where it's like babe, child, fullness. Yes. And then Christ, and then it's eternal. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and I understand that like, the spirit of Christ is under the Christ. But then I'm just trying to understand the spirit of the Lord, the difference between the spirit of the Lord and the spirit, and of, the spirit of Christ. Of Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I, I mean, I guess maybe a straight answer. Mm -hmm. uh, and the straight answer there, is, I, mm, okay, let me, let, me, let me put it this way. The Spirit of the Lord, I can't say it is the same as the Spirit of Christ. But what the Spirit of the Lord does, right, is to actually ensure that the Spirit of Christ is, is, is embedded in the soul of a believer. So, now there's, there's something that, there is something that the Spirit gives. So the Holy Spirit... The spirit of the Lord, the eternal spirit, mm. they are actually spirit in charge of a supply of things. Yeah. Yeah. Called okay. spirits. Mm. Okay. Amen. Amen. Now, spirits is what you call laws. Mm. Does that make sense? So the spirit would ensure that we have a law. Inside okay. us. Okay. Now, yeah. so the Spirit of Christ I'm referring to is talking about the things of Christ uh, that has become a law inside the soul. Okay. So when the Spirit of the Lord is interacting uh, with a believer, uh -huh. right? Okay. What is doing is because that Spirit of the Lord yeah. is is major is major arena is really the holy place. Right? And it is from there it begins to shine into a believer. It's almost like an invitation. When you begin to enter the kingdom, right? Begin to deal with the spirit. The spirit of the Lord will begin to, to entice. And as it's enticing, it's supplying Christ, the spirit of Christ into the soul. So as we grow, as we grow, they begin to come into supplies of Christ. Of Christ. Of Christ. Amen. Yeah. Uh, there's a passage I want to read. Mm. Mm, I'm not seeing it here. 
That's, that's the, ah, I'm not seeing it here. The one I'm seeing here is talking about the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. And this, this Spirit of Jesus Christ here is really, 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 really the... This, because here, you see, okay, I think I should read it. In, it's in Philippians 1. Eventually, I guess maybe as we move further, it will become a lot clearer because I was actually going to. Okay. Mm. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So here it's actually talking about Philippians Philippians 1 verse 19 is where I'm going. But there's a lot Paul has been saying here, which really was really talking about salvation. I started talking about righteousness. Right? Uh, I'll just quickly read verse 11 up until 19. It says, Being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me are falling out, or rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing covenant in my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. That then, what then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. And the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now he's talking about the supply of the Spirit of Christ, which is really here is really actually the Spirit of the Lord, mm. right? Now because the Spirit of the Lord is the Holy Ghost. Mm. Now and when you see, is the Holy Ghost that has become the Lord, mm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now is another operation of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now you, the same way the Holy Spirit supplies faith inside the soul. The Spirit of the Lord also supplies Christ inside the soul. Amen. And and you see Paul talking about him coming into deliverance. Right? His salvation shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. So it's through prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So there is a way only... The spirit needs to come upon things mm-hmm. for certain things to take place. Mm. 
Now, when or ah, well, because they can both supply the two. They can supply the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a difference between being filled and being full. What happens when there's a supply is that we keep getting filled yeah. until we are full. So there can be a there's there's that supply of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There's also the supply of the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. Now the Spirit of the Lord, when it's being supplied, yeah. there are different. Ah, I guess this is coming into really really where I'm going really 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 yeah. with these ages and all these things. Come on, Gosha. And really, what it's talking about is when Holy Ghost begin to supply spirits, yeah. right? And he has, is that, he has what he supplies. Uh, amen. amen. Mm. I guess the, the, the way to, to see it is when, when, they, when they talk about, when they use the capital S, they're mostly talking about the Holy That area is the Holy Ghost. Now, it can be the Holy... That, now, that S can be referring to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, or the Eternal Spirit. Amen. Now, there's another spirit that the Scripture talks about, which is not the capital one, which is more like the small letter S. And that is talking about what the yeah. The, the capital spirit supplies. So, there are things Holy Spirit will supply. Now, when, when the Spirit of the Lord or the Spirit of Christ, in capital S, is supplying the Spirit of Christ, which is a small s, there's a difference. Yeah. Right? So, the capital Spirit of Christ supply Christ as a spirit to a soul. Now, what that looks like is wisdom, Revelation, mm-hmm. counsel, might, they are spirits. And wh- wh- who is in charge of that is the spirit of the Lord, which is the, sp- that one is the spirit of Christ. The capital spirit of Christ. Amen. Because he's, he's the one in charge. Now, what the capital, what all the capital spirits do is reveal. Their purpose is to ensure that there's the, there's there's the revelation of the Son and of the Father. Because that is who the, the, the Son wears the Spirit. The Father wears the Spirit as a garment. Now, when they want to reveal themselves, it is that Spirit that begins to move. Amen. Now, when Holy Spirit is not being worn, it is not doing the work of revelation. So meaning when Christ is not wearing the spirit or when God is not wearing the spirit, the Holy Spirit is not doing any revealing. Mm. And that is what happens when we get born again. So when the activity of revealing or revelation of the persons mm. of God is at work, mm. then Holy Spirit will not begin to, the spirit will not begin to supply. Mm. Because he is spirit, he can only supply spirit. So what is what is spirit that yeah. is being supplied? Yeah. Is invincible. Yeah. But when it begins to come to us, when it comes is the yeah. law. Yeah. So when it lands on us, yeah. it lands as laws. Yeah. That is how that is how we can relate with them. Yeah. Laws, yeah. you can't you can't really yeah. really see law. Can yeah. you see it? No. 
All you know is you know you can know love. Right? Nobody says nobody nobody before before everybody in their constitution says thou shalt you shall if you steal you go to prison. There is something that told all of them you must not steal. Right? That thing is a spirit. Right? So it is it it, it is it is a spirit inside men. And that's what they are using to now write out in this country nobody should steal. It's actually been, it's actually a law in the spirit that is now made manifest in the natural. So spirit is how is is how men receive the commandment and instruction of life. Amen. So when we get born again, the spirit, the Holy Spirit which we receive. Is not the one that is being worn. It is the Holy Spirit that is given to us. Right? To get us ready and prepare us for to begin to reveal the persons of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, what is doing in that time is, is beginning to reveal. It's beginning to reveal. Been to reveal when is when is now the, the it's been supplied in the spirit. Yeah. Okay. So there's the main the main demarcation there is when, when we are talking about the spirit, mm-hmm. there's a different one when we are talking about the person mm-hmm. of the spirit which is being worn, mm-hmm. which can be supplied. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now when we want to know Christ, Jesus. Christ does not come by itself mm-hmm. and say this is me or you lend me. Mm-hmm. You can't do that really. Yeah. What it will do is it will send, it, it will wear the spirit. When it wears the spirit, the spirit makes him visible in the spirit. It makes him relatable. It makes him learnable. Right? And then, that is the spirit, the one that, he, what Christ wears is the spirit of the Lord. Amen. So, he wears the spirit of the Lord, which can also be called the spirit of Christ. Amen. Amen. And then the spirit of Christ has the ability to dispense the spirit of Christ, which is actually called the laws of Christ. So it is the spirit of the Lord that delivers the laws of Christ or the spirit of Christ inside the soul. Is that, is that more clear now? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit will get us to a point where He can deliver us, and that that Him delivering us really is, is to Himself, really. right? It's just I, I just use that language to to make us see the the different the demarcations, right? So the Holy Spirit will begin to work, begin to work in us. Now that one, like I said, is is in this one is in John. The explanation of this is in John, where He said. I would send for the comfort, another comforter, mm. right? He would not speak of himself. He would take of mine and show it to you. Mm. That ministry of Holy Spirit doing that does not really start the day we get born again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? Because what the Holy Spirit does when we begin, what we start learning, 
even though he doesn't really speak about himself, he's actually talking about himself. Yeah. But he's not talking about himself. Almost in the same way, Jesus was talking to, I don't know if it's the, the Pharisees or the Sadducees, when that says that, even though I speak of myself, my witness yeah, is true. true. Yeah. 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 Right? I don't speak of myself, yeah. but even though, if I speak of myself, my witness is true. Mm-hmm. There's also that form of relationship in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Whereby Holy Ghost is re- not really, really yeah. talking about himself, but really he's talking about himself. And his witness is true. true. Yeah. In the sense that what he's doing that time is, is revealing himself yes. into a soul to understand that there is yeah. the way of the spirit. Yes. Yes. So it's, the, the reason why Holy Ghost does that is to ensure that a believer knows mm. the way of the spirit. Mm. So there's, a, there's another way you've mm. known before. Mm. But for you to know another way, I need to make you know me, which is the spirit of the way. Yeah. And the spirit of the way, yeah. it's almost like a beginning of relationship to gain trust. Mm. Whereby yes. we've both trusted each other. Yeah. The Holy Ghost can then move us into another aspect of himself, which is him being warm by the Father and the Son. So the first person he revealed is the, is the Son. Now says, see, I'm, I'm the spirit of the Lord now. Before, you didn't know me before. What you knew was the Holy Spirit. That's not really me. But that is, that is me to prepare you to know me. Now, or the, the way I'm seeing it is, if the spirit of the Lord comes to a soul, it will be spooky. When we get born again, and the spirit of the Lord just moves in, it will be very, very spooky. And very strange. To be very very strange. Mm. Like what's this? What is even now that some people have even learned to linguist, it's still strange. Yeah. 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 Now, now imagine where you have no yeah. clue what the spirit is, and the spirit of the Lord begins to come to you. So yeah. that spirit will just disappear. Yeah. Um, uh, what's this? Oh? So almost like God eases us gradually into yes, things. Sir. Yes, sir. So what it does, it gives us Holy Spirit. Okay, start working with these believers. Now be, we continue being filled, being filled, being filled. And as we are being filled, faith is being deposited in the soul, right? And then Holy Ghost delivers us to the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. That time, there's less tendency for him to be spooky yes. and strange, yes. right? Because we are familiar with the Holy Spirit. Because, when, because of our familiarity with the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Lord is not very strange. Because we have been used to his voice. So when the Lord begins to come, it's not strange because we still hear in the same way we've been hearing the Holy Spirit. Just that the dealing begins to change. Right? But it is the same way. Like, when the Spirit of the Lord is at work, nothing, nothing extraordinarily changes in our work with the Holy Spirit. Just that we notice that the spirit of the Lord is actually more authoritative than the spirit, the Holy yes. Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is authoritative, mm. but not as authoritative as the spirit of the Lord. And when the spirit of the Lord is beginning to speak, right, the authority there is not that 
it will actually change you from doing something. The authority is, is, yeah. is, the, is, the, is the truth of what it says. Yes. But let me say the authority yes. is the truth. Yeah. Right? Mm. So when the Spirit of God begins to speak and is more authoritative, mm. it begins to address things in the soul. Yes. And you need that authority to address the soul. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, and when the soul hears yes, it, it knows yes, and identifies yes, and can relate with it. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. So it's not too it's not too strange for that soul to now recognize that ah this is this is the Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. if that has not happened, if that introduction has not happened, it is in, it is very easy to call that a strange. In short, yeah. even at now. Many pastors can call the spirit of the Lord an evil spirit. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. They can. Even we can call Holy Spirit yeah. an evil spirit. Mm. Because it, the way it behaves is strange. Mm. And the reason why it's strange is because that spirit of the Lord. Holy Spirit. Ah, I don't know. This is not a recession. I, I know. Holy Spirit can accommodate a lot of the world in a soul. Yeah. Mm. yeah. When a soul is worldly, yeah, true. Holy Spirit true. can accommodate a whole lot, and Holy Spirit may not even say too much about it. Mm-hmm. But when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move yeah. inside the yeah. soul, yeah. that Spirit does yeah. not, that, that one does not mm-hmm. negotiate the world because its goal is to eliminate it's the world the from the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Spirit needed that authority, authority, that authoritative voice to begin to interact with a believer. Amen. 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 I mean, I guess, I guess that's still what we are. Then I mean, I, I think I've explained that. Eh? Is that clear now? Amen. 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 I like this area of the spirit, yeah. so I should not leave it. But maybe, maybe I should not leave it. Eh? Amen. Amen. I don't know why I'm talking. Maybe it's the Holy Ghost. I don't know why I'm talking like that. But in re- in reality, the reason why I was explaining the, I think I where I stopped was the. Was the Israelite Abbey? Yes. I think I was explaining the Isra- the Israelite journey, mm-hmm. the separation of the Israelites, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in relation to um, ages, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reason why I started demarcating the tabernacle because I was using that to explain a thought. I can't remember, but hopefully I'll remember. Um, but I think one of the things that I was saying is that an Israelite, mm-hmm. right, is this is is the same as an unbeliever. Right, yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> so an, the only difference between an Israel, oh, yes, I was explaining him being their God and them yes. being his people, right? It's still in line with the ages, but we get there, I guess. I get it. I mean, I think I've, that area of explaining the age, mm-hmm. right, is just to demarcate and show us that there are ages in the spirit, yes. and we need to move from one age to another. Right yes, now, the first age or the ages we come to is the age of the Holy Spirit before we are delivered into the age or ages of the Spirit of the Lord, amen. And the Spirit of the Lord has a particular work in the life of a believer, mm. right? And that is to make sure that that believer begin, receives Christ fully in their soul. Mm. But there is a transition between. The Holy Spirit yeah. and the Spirit of the Lord, yeah. and that area of transition really is when they begin to talk about the things of the kingdom mm. yes, to a, to a soul. Yes, now, the, when Holy Spirit 
is dealing with a believer. When a soul is not full of faith yet, it doesn't mm. talk, the Holy Spirit mm. doesn't talk about the kingdom. Mm. Because the moment it starts speaking about the kingdom, they are beginning to transition a soul from just being God's people for a soul that God can be their God. Does that make sense? Like I was, I was not explaining that separation of God being the God and them being a people. And I explained that them being a people of God means they are a people destined for God. For God to be their God. Right? And for God to be their God there has to be a covenant that has to take place between God and the people. And that's really what we call inheritance. Amen. Amen. Now, when Israel... and Okay, a simple way I can explain this again is this. When Israel has not received inheritance, it is still a people of God. But when Israel has come into inheritance, God has become their God. So the statement is now complete, saying that I will be your God and you will be my people. And that was, that was the covenant. I will make a new covenant with them, right? And then I will you know, write my laws in the hand and I will be their God and they shall be a people unto me. Simple. Now I realize that what will facilitate that him being their God and them being his people is that there must be a covenant that must take place between them for God to write his law in their heart and in their mind. Amen. Amen. And you now see that an Israel, right, is just is destined to enter into the tabernacle. And Israel is destined to enter into the kingdom. Outside Israel, they have no clue of what kingdom looks like. A newborn believer is the same as Israel, that has the potential to be God's people. And God being their God. Meaning they have they have an inheritance. But a, a, an Israel can decide not to take that inheritance and just begin to begin to behave like unbelievers. With the only difference being that the light inside their spirit is different from the light inside the spirit of an unbeliever. But the light inside their soul are almost the same. Because in reality, they are under the same light. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That makes sense. Yes, and Israel, that is not that has not moved. Now, even this light thing is a serious problem. Yes, sir. Because that light is tra- even when you are in the kingdom, the light is still trailing you. Yeah. The only time when you begin to have a measure of safety yeah. from that light that is ruling men yeah. is really when you begin to move into the holy place. The moment a soul moves into the holy place is when they now begin to appreciate a change of light that the people there uses. Or use. Let me put that way. Now, and I was explaining, and I think last last time I was explaining the light, that is the reason I was explaining the light of the body. Right? The light of the body is relating to the light upon men. The light that is over men has the tendency to be the light of the body. Wow. Or in short, the way I put it is, the light over men is what eventually becomes the light of the body. Yeah. If there is no new light upon men, 
they, they, they have a problem with the light of their body. Amen. Amen. Now, another thing I'm now going to say, I think, I think time has gone, so I'll round up, is that the light, even though, you know, a, a Levite is still under the light, like, like it's under the light of the moon and the sun, sun yeah. and the moon, yeah. which the Israel is under, which an unbeliever is under. But they have, they have, they have a different safety, because the light that is in the holy place, in a way, is shining into them. But it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual operation. It's not see physically. That light keeps calling them, and it is eventually the light they follow into the holy place, where over them there's now a saturation of the activity of that light upon them. But before then, they only have a little measure yeah. of those light. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, and Israel, let me go back there, and Israel, right, is the same as an unbeliever. The only, the, the, being the only, the only difference being that they have it, they have an inheritance, a tendency for God to be their God. An unbeliever has no hope whatsoever Mm-hmm. Of God being their mm-hmm. God, so they they live their life according to the light of the sun and the moon. Yeah. They follow after you know, and that light, what that light translates to to us when we want to interpret it according to scripture is simple: the philosophy of men, tradition of men, yeah. love love uh, uh, lo- uh, what, what again mm-hmm. rudiment of this world, right? Uh, all the things that Colossians chapter two you know, t- tells us, and Ephesians chapter four, right? Not just that alone. All the things that uh, Peter was telling us in Peter 2. Say, seeing that you know you are uh, you have envy, strife, say desire the sincere make of the world, that you may grow thereby. All those things are problems in the soul. Right? Envy, strife, all these things are light inside the soul. So they are not they are not they are not just something that people have that they can just throw away. They are actually light inside yeah. the body. And the light of the body is what they use. Mm-hmm. Which Jesus began to say that if the light that be in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So that light, right, so the, the, the difference between light and darkness really is from the, the standpoint of God's view. God's light is light. Satan's own light is darkness. When you go to Satan's view, right, his own light is light. God's light is darkness. So when a soul sees that, he wants to avoid God's light by all means. Until mercy comes upon his soul. Where that soul begins to change the things. Begin to, in a way, respond to God's light. And begin to you know, respond to it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I think because of... I, I, I don't think it would be okay if I don't mention this. Before we round up. And I will round up. And, and it's because it was part of the tongue, or maybe maybe go allow us to talk about it on Tuesday. Um, is that the the light, or the light that the spirit of the Lord sends into a soul? It's actually the ancient or the ages, spirit of ages, that that came in that tongue, and it's talking about wisdom, understanding, right? <laughs> That's actually an invitation into the kingdom. kingdom. And that's what Ephesians 1, 1 verse 17 is talking about. Say that is, I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may mm. give unto the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of him that the eyes 
of our understanding, being enlightened, which means we're coming to another allocation of light, right? And that's it. It will give unto the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Those spirits are ancient spirit. Yes, sir. They are ancient spirit. They are spirit of ages. Amen. And they have they, what those spirits bring. They want to bring the age of Christ into a soul. So they, they have the ages of Christ inside them. So what they dispense is Christ. So when a soul comes under that light that begins to shine from the holy place, and that you now notice that was it? I think it was Peter or James that was t- telling us, "Take heed as unto a light which shineth in darkness until the day dawn." Now that darkness there is the holy place. And I said, take heed as unto a light which shineth in darkness. It means take heed unto the light. See that light that the Holy Ghost is shining from the holy place. Yeah. Take heed to that light. Take it unto it until the day dawn. Meaning, take it of it because the moment, the, the way they make you aware, the time they make you aware of it is at the time you are about to be delivered to the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. And then it's almost as if he's saying, make sure that you follow after that Spirit. Make sure you follow after that Spirit. Take it unto its light and keep using it until the day dawn. Meaning that you use that light until you cross over into the most holy place. Say, so take it unto that light. Take it. Take it. That shineth, that light is shining in darkness. In darkness. It's shining. Darkness there. It's shining in darkness. It's talking from, it's actually that is a, a light place, but it's dark. See that there's a light that shines from the holy place. The holy place is a place of darkness mm. because there's no there. The only light you see there is the light of the candlestick, and those lights are the light of the Holy Ghost. They are the light of the Spirit of the Lord. They are the light the Spirit of the Lord uses to train a soul. Because you know notice that when the soul begins to move into the season of Christ, things that begin to the soul begins to engage with are wisdom, revelation, counsel, might, understanding, Spirit of the Lord. Those are the things that. They are active yeah. in the life of a believer that is under the light of Christ. So that's what Holy Ghost used to train men to grow us into the stature of the Spirit, ready to be delivered to the eternal Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think I think that's it for today. Are we blessed? Let's just begin to thank the Lord. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mercy, for how you have helped us this morning concerning your spirit, concerning ages which you are bringing to us. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Thank you for the help of your spirit today to open your word, even to receive your thought this morning. So be that we exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I will pray, O Lord, that concerning these things that you are speaking to us, even ancient spirit, which you have assured us that is available to us, we ask, Lord, that you you will help us to align with the provision of your spirit in this season, even to come into ages in you, growth in you, maturity in you, in all righteousness and life, in godliness, 
to be fruitful in righteousness, to be fruitful in your life. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.